Hey listeners, welcome to Solid Saturdays, where you will receive solid inspiration and prayer that will set you up for a solid weekend. And get this, an even better week. Listen, I get it, it's Saturday, it's the weekend. But I want to assure you that whether you're in bed or exercising or even running errands, if you tune into this podcast, then there is a word for you. So let's go ahead and dive in. So today's episode is You're a Miracle. Very simple, You're a Miracle. If you read my most recent book, Hush Girl, which by the way is available everywhere, and the link to get a signed copy of Hush Girl is in this description. But anyway, if you read my book or follow me, then you will know that I was kidnapped and taken out of the country as an infant. My family, they had just returned home from a short trip and a young lady who happened to be their neighbor knocked on the door to visit, which wasn't out of the ordinary. However, this time when she came to visit, she had other plans, which led to my kidnapping. Now, my family, they were relentless in their search to find me as any parent or family would do. They used every resource, every agency, and every outlet that they could find in an attempt to recover and reunite with me once again. I mean, y'all listen, can you imagine the agony of not knowing where your baby is? I'm a mother now, and I can't even imagine that type of pain. You don't know if they're dead or alive. My parents didn't even know that I was no longer in the country. I mean, can you imagine that type of agony? So at this point, all you have is hope because you don't have anything else. You don't have any evidence of where the child may be or if they're alive. So all you have is hope. Somebody say a little hope is all you need for a miracle. I really feel this thing, y'all, because I know that some of y'all are out there with questions. You're in difficult seasons and you have questions like, are you going to be okay? Is your family going to be okay? After such heartbreak, how can you move on? How are you going to provide for your family? Is your child going to be okay? Is your mother going to be okay? Is your father going to be okay? Is your grandmother going to be okay? All of these questions are directly connected to your world. But even in all this, I believe that you still have hope. If you didn't have hope, then you wouldn't have pressed play on this episode. You still have hope. Now, even if you want to ignore it, there is a beacon of hope on the inside of you that asks the question, what if? What if I give up? What will I miss out on? What if I stop praying? What if I stop looking? What if I stop believing? I can potentially miss out on something that was promised to me, and I'm just not willing to do that. I'm not willing to give up. So that hope is starting to blossom into a belief. You got to keep going. You must keep going. You must keep praying. You must keep seeking. You must keep believing. Because even though you don't see it now, you got a knowing in your spirit that it's going to happen. And to assure you even more, I want to let you know that God doesn't give you false hope. If you have a beacon of hope on the inside of you, then that hope was given by God. The enemy cannot give you hope. All the enemy can give you is despair. So if you have some hope on the inside of you that was given by God and God cannot give you false hope. So let me ask you, what has God promised you lately? Okay, let me back up a little bit, okay? Let me back up a little bit because some of you may be saying, sis, I ain't there yet. 
My present situation and mental status is too complicated for me to even think about my future. It's all a blur. And get this, I get it. I get it. And I feel you. And you want to know why I feel you? Well, let me tell you why. Because you're listening to a woman that was kidnapped at five months old. I didn't have a choice. I was kidnapped at five months old. You're listening to a woman who had to have surgery on her head at the age of six because of a freak accident that left her with a scar. You're listening to a woman who found a lump on her breast at the age of 17, resulting in her having to have a medical procedure done. You're listening to a woman who was told that she would either not have children or it would be very difficult to have children. You're listening to a woman who had very few people believe in her becoming more than ordinary or the status quo. You're listening to a woman who endured two failed marriages, two evictions, and a repo possession. You're listening to a woman who is a mother whom doctors told her that her son had autism in a heart condition. And the list goes on and on. So I know what it is like to not be able to see what's next or even want what's next to come on your doorstep. You don't want it. I know what it feels like to be in a season where everything is a blur. But in those times, I was able to reflect on what God did before, and that was my hope. And as a result, I was able to see God's promises manifesting over and over and over again in my life. At the age of six, I remember God being with me in the operating room. At 17, when the doctor was telling me what needed to be done and what kind of rest I needed as a result of them doing the medical procedure on my breast, my question was, can I still shout and praise God? Because even in this, God was worthy of the praise. And the lump turned out to be non-cancerous. It still needed to be removed, but it was non-cancerous. It wasn't a threat to me. They told me that I wouldn't be able to have children, but my son is healthy and will be turning 13 in a few months. When people wanted me to be ordinary, God kept whispering extraordinary things in my ear and his voice was louder than my doubts. And now today I'm able to say I'm a business owner, I'm a speaker, I'm an influencer and an author of three published books. When the doctors told me of the health issues with my son, I cried. I'm not going to lie about it. I cried, but then I looked to the hills from which come of my help and realized that my help came from God. I prayed over my son's heart. And within months, the condition was gone. When given the diagnosis of autism, because they diagnosed them, y'all, when given the diagnosis of autism, I looked up the symptoms and behaviors of autism and prayed over him and prayed against those behaviors and asked my church family to agree with me in prayer about it. By the time the final evaluation came about, she took a look at him and dismissed the diagnosis almost immediately. Why am I saying all this? Because if you cannot clearly identify your future in this season that you're in, then you need to reflect on the past and gather your hope for what God has already done for you in the past. Think about how faithful he has been to you and know that his character will never change. He is the everlasting God. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. If he never failed you back then, then he surely is not going to fail you today. He is faithful in his promise. And all he needs is a little hope from you and your situation will turn into a miracle. It doesn't matter what you're facing or what you're in. Bro, sis, listen, you are a miracle. I got to tell y'all, Jonathan McReynolds and Molly Music. Ooh, listen, did y'all get the EP? Y'all got to get the EP. I love their EP. Almost every day since the release of this EP, I wake up with the line from the song on the EP called Miracle. And it says, you're a miracle. And then it says, look what the Lord has done. I'm going to save y'all. I'm not going to sing. 
but it's the truth. You are a miracle. And sometimes you got to look at what the Lord has done to realize that you are a miracle. And when I look back over my life, it's very apparent that God made me. He designed me to be a miracle. And I have good news for you. He designed you to be a miracle. These times that you're in right now, these trying times, these tough times, these rough times, it's just to prove God's mercy over your life. It's to prove his loyalty, his faithfulness. And it's to make you a miracle so that you can help the next person out. So I realized that God made me to be a miracle. And shame on me if I don't walk in that light, if I don't walk in that grace. When you're discouraged, I want you to look what the Lord has done. Because, baby, you're a miracle. Silence the voice of the enemy and declare that you are a miracle. I want you to say that we got to do some type of activation because if you keep your mouth closed, you're going to keep on thinking those thoughts that tell you otherwise, but you need to say it out your mouth. Say, I am a miracle. And you know, it's not always the voices of the enemy that weigh you down or slow you down. Sometimes it's the doubters that you have allowed into your life. And this is not to make you feel guilty or shameful about letting doubters into your life, because honestly, you don't find out a doubter is a doubter until they reveal that they're a doubter. Okay, so it's not to make you feel bad about allowing these doubters in your life. But if you're going to have doubters, then recognize the purpose of the doubters. Jesus had doubters in his life. Doubters are important because their purpose in your life is for you to make them believers. Oh, I'm going to say that again. The purpose for having doubters in your life is for you to make them believers. And in order for you to make them believers, you got to go through some tough seasons so that when God resurrects your reputation, when he resurrects who you are, then you can just stand up in the glory of God and let them see what the Lord, look what the Lord has done. See, come on, y'all, you're a miracle. So doubters are important. Your purpose is to show them the evidence of the thing that they doubt. So how do you respond to doubters? But when Thomas doubted that Jesus was alive, Jesus showed up. The Bible says that it wasn't until a week after Thomas made the statement that Jesus showed up. But nonetheless, Jesus showed up and confronted Thomas. And get this, he didn't confront Thomas in an argument, but he confronted Thomas with evidence. I'm going to say that again. He didn't confront Thomas with an argument. He confronted Thomas with evidence. Can I help you all out real quick? Don't let doubters get under your skin. Don't let doubters get under your skin because when the time is right, present them with evidence and there will be no argument. But you have to wait for the timing to be right and not a moment sooner. I'm pretty sure that Jesus could have appeared at the time that Thomas made the comment but he waited a week before he confronted Thomas. Don't be so quick to try to prove the doubters in your life wrong. Be secure in your truth and wait on God to release you to show them the evidence. Because if you confront them too soon without evidence, then that will more than likely turn into an argument and push them further away from believing. And not only that, but they will lose respect for you. There is a way to do things. So we have to do things in God's timing because God's timing is God's protection for us. He protects our reputation when we operate in timing and he protects the other person from being harmed when we operate in his timing. The Bible says that Thomas wasn't among those who saw the resurrected Jesus. 
which is why he doubted because the last time he saw Jesus, Jesus was dead. I'm going to help y'all out real quick. You can't get mad at doubters. Why? Because most times they were not present at the time of the miracle in your life. Miracles happen in our private time. Miracles happen when we are shut off from the world. (laughs) So you will have doubters in your life because they are not present at the time of the miracle. The last time that they saw you, they saw you in your dead or dormant or depressed state. You can't get mad at doubters because all they have replaying in their head is the dead you, is the depressed you, is the dormant you. So they have reason to doubt. So don't take it personally. Instead, stay prepared so that when God gives you the go or calls you to cross paths with that person again, what they see in you will be the evidence that they need to believe. You're a miracle. Your life is the doorway for others to believe. God called you to be a miracle. Don't get distracted by the pushback. Don't become overwhelmed by your unanswered questions. Find your hope because that's all you need to push through this. Here's another thing that I want y'all to remember. Remember this, what you are going through right now is only for a season. Embrace the season because it is preparing you for something much greater than the pain that you are experiencing right now. I say that again because somebody needs to hear it to be encouraged. What you're going through is preparing you for something that is much greater than the pain that you are experiencing right now. So if you're experiencing great pain, get ready for a greater promise. Hallelujah. Get ready for a greater promise. And you know what this causes me to do? When I think about it this way, it makes me slow down in my responses and my reactions. Do I still get it wrong sometimes? Absolutely. But my goal is to be a good steward of every moment that God gives me. This is how you live impactful lives. This is how we become evidence of miracles. One thing I'm sure of is that many of you listening right now needed this moment. You needed this reminder that you are a miracle. You needed this moment where you could be validated in your struggle and receive direction on how to move forward. If that's you, we're just going to go ahead and pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for being a loving God. Thank you for being a caring God, Lord. Thank you for being the one who gives us grace. Thank you for being merciful and kind towards us, Father. You're so great, Lord, and you're so good, and your mercy endures forever. Your truth endures for all generations. What a mighty God we serve. We just bless your name today, God. For your word says, from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, your name is worthy of praise. It doesn't depend on our circumstance, our situation, or our season. But you are worthy of praise because your name is steady and your goodness is constant in our life. So God, we will bless the Lord at all times and your praise will continually be in our mouth. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to approach your throne of grace in our time of need. And right now, I lift up my brothers and my sisters in the name of Jesus, those who may be in a tough season right now, those who do not have answers to their questions right now, those who may be doubting themselves and doubting you, Lord. Father, I pray that you would reignite their fire right now, reignite their fire and passion to go and run after you like never before, reignite them in you, remind them 
that you don't sleep or slumber. Remind them that you see them, that you see them when they sit and that you see them when they rise, that you are familiar with all of their ways, that nothing goes on without your knowing, for you are the omniscient God. You know everything, Father. So, Father, I pray, God, that you would give them the confidence in knowing that they cannot flee from your presence, Father, that wherever they go, you will also be there. So even in this circumstance, even in this season and situation, I thank you that your presence is there with them, Father. I pray that they will become aware of your presence in the name of Jesus and that they will draw near to your presence. I pray that you would eliminate every distraction that would cause them to be stagnant, that would cause them to drift away from your presence. God, I pray, God, for a yearning like no other, for a hunger like no other, that they would seek you, God, like it's their last time, Father, in the name of Jesus. And may they find their strength in seeking you, Father. I pray, God, that even as they seek you, Father, that you would breathe afresh upon them, Father. Strengthen them now in the name of Jesus. I pray that their confidence, Father, in you is not shaken. And I decree Isaiah 54, 17 over them. And I say that no weapon that is formed against them will prosper and that you will refute every tongue that accuses them in the name of Jesus. For this is the heritage of your servants, Father, and this is their vindication from you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for vindication. Thank you, Lord, for having a plan to prosper us, God. We just bless your holy name. And I pray that my brothers and my sisters are reminded of your plans for them. I pray, God, that they do not become weary in well-doing, but be reminded of the harvest that is ahead of them. Be reminded of the promise that is ahead of them. Be reminded, God, of the greater that is ahead of them. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you will remove every word of discouragement, that you will remove every negative word, every negative diagnosis, every word that has weighed them down, Father, in the name of Jesus. And I pray that the weight that adds to this pain in this season will be removed in the name of Jesus. And I pray that they will not lose sight of their purpose in this season, Father. Remind them that they are a miracle. Remind them that you have already written their story and they are set up for victory. I say right now that they are more than conquerors, Father. That's what you called them, Father. Victory is sure in Jesus' name. You have made us overcomers, so I pray right now that the overcomer will arise. Father, strengthen your sons, strengthen your daughters. Remind them that they are more than a conqueror. Remind them that the greater one lives on the inside of them. Father, I speak to their destiny right now. Ignite them now, Father, in the name of Jesus. I speak to their calling and say, arise and come forth in the name of Jesus. I pray right now in the name of Jesus for those that are in warfare, that they will put on the full armor of God and that they will call upon your name. For the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run in and find safety. Let God arise and every enemy be scattered. Father, I thank you that you have sealed victory, God, on our behalf, Father, and that we always win in the name of Jesus. I pray that they will reclaim what is lost. I pray that they will reclaim their identity, that they will reclaim their security, that they will reclaim their destiny, that they will reclaim their power, that they will reclaim their purpose, that they will reclaim their families, that they will reclaim their sons, that they will reclaim their daughters, that they will reclaim their husbands, that they will reclaim their wives, that they will reclaim their finances, that they will reclaim their vision that you gave them in the name of Jesus. Revive them now, Father. May their heart beat again. I pray that they will be able to feel again. 
Remove the numbness that they feel now in the name of Jesus and ignite them now. Remove the scales from their eyes that have kept them from seeing your truth, from seeing your purpose in this season. Father, I pray that you will restore them. Father, restore their hope, restore their joy, restore their zeal in the name of Jesus. Replenish them in the name of Jesus. I pray that they will find strength in reflecting on the history that they have with you and submit to you in the process of the molding and the shaping and the pruning father in the name of jesus father have your way in their lives god in the name of jesus lord and we will give you the glory hallelujah i thank you even now for bringing them to this place and now father i speak isaiah 54 over them i pray god that they will enlarge the place of their tent that they will stretch their tent curtains wide that they don't hold back that they will lengthen their cords that they will strengthen their stakes i pray that they are not afraid that they will not be put to shame i pray god that they will not fear disgrace I pray right now, God, that they will realize that you will call them back. You will bring them back. You will restore them in the name of Jesus. So, Father, right now, we thank you for your promises. We thank you for the strength being felt from being reminded of what you promised us. And, Father, I pray that my brothers and sisters will not get distracted now. Now's not the time for y'all to be distracted. Y'all hear me? Don't be distracted. You must press through. You got to press through. The hotter the fire, the deeper you need to go in God. And the deeper that you go in God, the more that you will trust him. For he is a God that will never fail you. So don't be afraid. Trust in him. He can handle it. You may not be able to handle it, but put your trust in God. Put your trust in the one that can handle it. So Father, I thank you right now for strengthening them. Give them perseverance to go on and the endurance to stand strong. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Listen, I want to remind you that this episode was for you. With so much negativity and tragedy surrounding us, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you of who you are. And baby, you're a miracle. You're a miracle. Life may be hectic, but your life is the evidence. You are a miracle. You're a miracle. So thank you for joining Thank you for listening. It is my prayer that you've gotten some inspiration and received that prayer. And you feel a little lighter when you leave. And because I know you did, I have no doubt that you will surely have a solid Saturday. See you next time.